The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Condos coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up, fellas. Gonna be me and the caddy. What am I gonna do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back and up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me, I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Save me from those double bogey blues. Gunga, galunga. And that means happy Sunday morning to you. We're so glad to have you with us here on The Fan, 680-93.7 FM. We are your exclusive home of the Up 3-1 in the World Series Atlanta Braves. Brian Katrick, Ali Dean, we are live at Bobby Jones Golf Links or golf course, excuse me, uh, right down here, downtown Atlanta. We're not too far away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Falcons at it today, but uh, this this entire world right now, Ollie, is buzzing. We got we got a final round in Bermuda. We got a uh, ladies' European tour is already finished. Golf world's in a great spot, and even they're buzzing about the Braves and the Astros right now. Well, what a series so far. Um, clutch pitching, clutch hitting, and that catch by Rosario last night, Oh, that was unbelievable. Does that make up for uh, for pulling up a little bit on the uh, this little squib one hit back on Friday night? Yes, I think uh, all sins have been forgiven at this point. Yeah. So I went back home. Ollie and I were lucky enough. We were at game three. Uh, we were there. It was just a wonderful experience. My father, my son. And my co-host Ali Dean, and uh, but we, so I taped the game, put it on the DVR. Obviously, in person, it's a world-class experience. Oh yeah. Uh, but I wanted to see what is that? What did that vibe feel like on TV? Uh, the tomahawk chops were intense. It yes. felt like it, just like it did in the building. Uh, the the atmosphere was intense. The uh, I was wondering how was the broadcast team handling the fact that that was a no hitter through seven innings. So How they, did they handle that? They referenced it. <laughs> which You can't reference a no-hitter. In modern day, I think you can. Because right. here's what Joe Buck will tell you. And I, I'm a Joe Buck fan. So you, if you're a Joe Buck hater, this you're not about to get what you want. But here's what Joe Buck will tell you. As Brian Conley puts a headset on, he can agree or disagree with, uh, with what Mr. Buck says. But his job as a broadcaster is to tell you those sorts of things. That's, that was an important storyline. Now, we're sitting up there in the grandstands. We can see that there's a bunch of zeros. 
But if you're in the part of the radio audience or the TV audience, you can't see that. So uh, he's got to tell you. He said that uh, he said when uh, when the starter left, uh, when Ian Anderson left, that he had no hit. You know that he he allowed no hits. Uh, when they headed into the eighth, he said the Braves have allowed no hits through seven innings. They even had a graphic up one pitch before that little squib into left field. Well, I think that goes to my point is you just don't mention it. Now, I will say one this. pitch. I will say this. When you take Ian Anderson out in the fifth inning, I think it was the fifth inning, when he has given up no hits, there's no way as a broadcaster not to, to mention that because that was a big story. Yeah. Um, and what a gutsy move by Snitker. To take out a guy who's given up no hits, yeah. and I think that's a story that people haven't really talked about as much as, as I was impressed by, by the wherewithal, by the confidence in the bullpen to take a guy out who's put up zeros on the board for five innings. Yeah, Luke Jackson threw a couple innings. Everybody threw a couple. Zach Brown, Zach Brown threw to two, to two batters. He sang the national anthem. Nobody got a hit off of him either. It was pretty strong. Brian Conley, the atmosphere down there was uh, was electric. Oh, uh, why, what happened? Oh, you know what? I used that one for the. Never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Say it? it again. It's like a Ryder Cup, wasn't it? It was very similar <laughs> to a Ryder Cup. It was. It was just very similar to this Ryder Cup because it was also very one-sided. Yes. Oh, and by the way, when the Astros got introduced, they had the living daylights booed out of them. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm surprised they. Uh, Joe Buck actually acknowledged that. I was happy that he did that. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a couple of interviews, the booing and the cheater chant, and oh. was, he didn't. He didn't hide from it. But uh, the no hitter. That's a. That's a story in August when there's nobody watching the baseball game. It's a World Series. No hitter is not a story. It's the baseball game. So it's the win. You're okay with Absolutely. the broadcasters pointing it out. Absolutely, and yeah. taking out, taking Ian out, saving him. You're in there for one thing and one thing only. That's a W. Okay. I don't know how we handled it here on 680 The Fan and 93.7 FM. We have the best broadcast team in baseball. Yeah, I would defer to I, them. I don't know how they handled it. Uh, in a radio audience, I, you're the only way I'm going to know. Uh, that said, I'm old school. I would have tried to find a way of hinting around at the facts that they haven't had a base runner. You know, you, you find out how many – the old easy way to do it is you find out how many walks there are. Say the Astros have only had – there have been two walks, and those have been the only runners that have reached base. That's how you do that. Yeah, you certainly can do that. I, I will give one suggestion to my friends at the Braves for our next postseason is bring in a decibel-level meter. Because with oh. every out in the ninth oh, inning, yeah. I would have been fascinated to know what the decibel reading was because that's as loud a cheers as I've heard at any sporting event in my life. Every yeah. out in the ninth was – it gave you goosebumps. It was just chills. Unbelievable game. Yeah. Loudest mall I ever heard. <laughs> yeah. that uh, You know, I'm also a fan of the uh, the concept that, that you're, you're referencing the Bill Bla- Plaschke comments. Is that his name? Uh, yes. And, see, that's the right answer is that we don't talk about the mall comments, especially with a washed-up has-been like that. <laughs> he said some nice things after his Dodgers lost the series. But, look, he's either completely, you know, de- separated from reality, has no idea what's going on, and we have seen journalists. Journalists? Yeah with that situation in the past, <laughs> or he's just trying to rile us up. Either way, you don't acknowledge it. Yeah, so what we're talking about is two weeks ago, and we mentioned it on the show, the most tired line in all of the media is that Atlanta's a bad sports town. Yeah. It's tired. It's, it's, it's archaic. It's not relevant anymore. Maybe it was in the 90s when we were spoiled and gone to the World Sewer to the playoffs every year, and you'd have a lot of Cubs fan buying up tickets. But those days are gone. Gone. There, there was a lot of red during that red out at, yeah. at Truist Park. Yeah, I don't know. I will say this. Uh, 
You know, I know we're on the official home of the Atlanta Braves, but I think you've got to look at the forecast. That would have been a nice night for a Navy blue out because nobody has red rain gear. It was cold. <laughs> Brian Conley has red rain gear. You also have red pants. You have all kinds of red stuff. You're, you're a dyed-in-the-wool Georgia fan. Uh, pretty good Saturday. And how about John Smoltz referencing that on the broadcast last night? These fans would love to see, uh, love to see a doubleheader win mm-hmm. referencing the Bulldogs. He under- John's lived here. Yes. He understands what kind of sports town this is. First of all, just so you look at the numbers, I moved here in 1980. There's about 600,000 native Atlantans in Atlanta. Well, there's 6 million people here. So there's 600,000 native fans. Everybody else came from somewhere else. Everybody else has a team. But when you put a product like this out there, these guys become your team. And that's what we're watching. Yeah, certainly an amazing weekend. It took me back to when Sid Bream slid home safe against the Pirates. And there was a night game in Athens where we beat a top 10 ranked Clemson team when Eric Zier got his first start. So if you look at the Georgia beating Florida this weekend, the Braves on the doorstep of closing out uh, a World Series, certainly those two weekends came to mind. Uh, and then, of course, the Falcons are playing today, Derek Thomas has told us in our Who? headset. <laughs> uh, Derek, you don't happen to have Francisco Cabrera getting that hit. by Not immediately. But we Not can, immediately. All right, he's going to try to find that. The only reason I bring that up is that my son Henry has just put a headset on. He was also at the game, and he was not – Alive <laughs> for the uh, Brian Conley. You don't have to leave. Okay, Brian's going. He's got, he's got business. He's got work to do. Um, it was not alive when when Sid slid. Has it been that long? Uh, apparently, it has. So the atmosphere was unbelievable. It will be again tonight. Oh. Uh, the Braves have a chance to close it out. Henry, here's here's that moment I told you. Uh, who was it? We They brought up a pinch hitter at some point in the game, the Braves did, and I didn't know who it was. And I started to reference this moment. Here it was, Henry. What, what year was this, Derek? Was this 95? Was this the World Series year or was this no, 91? This was the first year we got. This, this was, was the actually, worst of first year. This was 92. 92, actually. so yeah. it was the next second, year. Second run for the Braves. 91 was worst to first. This was the second run. A little-known bullpen catcher by the name of Francisco Cabrera. We're out of players, so he's got to be the pinch hitter. We're so far out of players that we got, we got Sid Bream, whose 40 time was in the, in the double digits. A 10-second 40. He's on second base. Here's how the game ended. Cabrera comes to the plate to bat for the pitcher. He hacked at the 2-0, now the 2-1. Line drive and a base hit! Just as the score of the tying run, Green to the plate, and he is safe! Safe at the plate! The Sorry, I should have gotten the local radio call. Series. The unlikeliest of heroes wins the National League Championship Series for the Atlanta Braves. Francisco All right, Cabrera. Uh, thank you. Sean McDonough on the call. We're going to find the Skip Carey call of it. Uh, McDonough's great. That was the national call. McDonough was, was Joe Buck before Joe Buck was. A lot of people forget that. Guys, I like Sean McDonough. I do, too. Uh, but the, Sid, uh, the, uh, the Chip, uh, Skip Carey call, I mean, it's Yeah, this is way better. Here you go. Oh, here we go. Here's this one. Center, if he hits one there, we can dance in the streets. The 2-1. Swab line drive, left field. One run. Goosebumps. 
Francisco Cabrera. Yeah, they, they absolutely piled up on Sid Bream, uh, who is, what, 6'4"? Big dude. Yeah, 6'4", and, 220. We lost, we lost sight of him for a minute. <laughs> he oh. was at the bottom of the pile. That still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, what a moment. And then that night in Sanford Stadium, ranked Clemson team comes to town. Zaire takes him down. One, oh. of the, one of the few victories, I believe, of the Ray Goff era. <laughs> That's not nice. Ray, Ray was a wonderful man. He was. He really was. He really was. All right, He's, Brian Conley is with us. Golf story on that evening. So I was still in Illinois and heading to Danville, Illinois, for the state golf championship with a team of eight of us, none of which, had, besides me, were a Braves fan. However, we were trying to pick up any signal we could on radio all the way there. We got there, oh. got to our hotel that evening in the bottom of the seventh inning, went straight to the rooms, and then Sid Breen was at the bottom of a pile in our room, I was at the bottom of a dog pile when the Braves won. The whole team just came in and crashed. So I will forever remember that slide oh. uh, in rural Illinois on a golf tournament. So that that game was incredible. Yeah, I'm from Ohio, and, and I know where Danville uh-huh. is. I'm surprised they have a golf course there. It's that a, is a great small golf place. course. It's a fantastic golf course. But a small community. Yeah. Uh, practice round got snowed out. So. <laughs> snowed out <laughs> in October. Yeah, Illinois golf is a fall sport. Yeah. <laughs> wow, something else. Henry, that was your first World Series game. What would you think? It was great. There's a lot of Braves fans, a lot more than I thought. And they're loud. So you thought there were going to be uh, a significant number of Astro fans? Yeah, there were, I saw like two, yeah, three. Now I will say there was one in front of us, and uh, and I had a little shirt envy. Not that I would ever buy an Astro shirt, but it was a Nolan Ryan number thirty four old school Astro shirt, and I had to tap him on the shoulder and yeah. say, "I'm not rooting for you. I hope things don't go well for you tonight." But a plus on the shirt. Yeah, that was a great jersey. Uh, Javi Lopez was about nine. Well, we were in row eight, so he's about eight rows in front of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, how impressive was it that he must have taken 200 selfies during the game? Yes. I mean, it was a constant line of people coming down, politely asking if they could get a selfie with him. And he never hesitated and took every selfie with a huge smile, spent time with people. That was amazing to see. And we watched him the whole time. So it wasn't like after they walked off, he was grimacing about it. Yes, he smiled. He was he knows who he is. He knows how important he is to this city, and that was awesome. There was a guy about six seats to his left that had a Javi Lopez jersey on. Had to be his son. They had to be together. Have you seen that clip? And I forget what team it was, one of the NFL teams. There's a guy that was wearing, I don't know, maybe a, a Erickson jersey at a Rams game. I think that's what he was wearing. And Erickson is one of the radio broadcasters, and he came down – and, and sat next to the guy. And this was the question was, how long is he going to sit there before he realizes the guy whose jersey he's wearing is sitting right next to him? Uh, it was a nice little, uh, nice little video clip. I'm assuming the guy with Javi Lopez. Well, let's hope he knew that was Javi Lopez. Otherwise, what, what a night it was for him. <laughs> I think they were related. They looked a lot alike. <laughs> okay. I think, that was a, I think it was a family member. Javi is okay. a golf fanatic, too. Yes. Absolutely loves the game. Marty Perez puts together mm-hmm. uh, little events all the time, and uh, I got lucky enough to play in one of those, and uh, Javi was there. Javi's gigantic yeah, also. He is. <laughs> yeah. None of these guys looked that big. He was a catcher. You know, you always, always, but he, he took the chest protector off. And he, was wearing a, he was just wearing a golf outfit. He looked like he was four feet thick. Forget about the fact that he's 6'4". He's four feet thick. I'm, I'm trying to walk around him. It took me. It, it took an hour to walk around this guy. 
went through a couple different time zones on the way around. And he's not fat. <laughs> no, he's not. So, uh, tonight, Greg Maddox throws out the first pitch. Is he going to go 3-2? Yeah, I about to say, how, how long will he go? Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever he throws it. He's going to probably throw it at about 50 miles an hour. But it's going to move. Yeah, I think if he can get it, if he if he got warmed up, he could probably get it up to 65-ish, maybe 70 miles an hour. And that's more than enough for Greg Maddox. Does he throw the a best cer- if Barry Bonds was in the right-handed batter's box looking at it. <laughs> yes. What was that, Derek? Does he throw the circle change? Uh, that was Glavin. Yeah, Glavin was, uh, was noted for the circle change. I, don't, I think it's going to look like the circle change for Greg Maddox. So my, my question is, if you're a Hall of Famer, do you go all the way back to the rubber? Because he's been there, done that. I, I don't think he even gets to the dirt just because he's been there, done that. He's so all shucks, even though we're all going to want him to go all the way back to the rubber and throw something that moves four feet. I bet he toes the rubber. <laughs> would be I, awesome. He doesn't have that ego. Smoltz would. Yeah, Smoltz would. Smoltz would go there. Absolutely. He'd Dolphin actually go Maddox. into the windup. Yeah. No, uh, Maddox will throw it from the front of the mound. Yeah. Uh, I'm, okay. a, I'm a big John Smoltz fan. Uh, I wouldn't mind Smoltz out there in that bullpen either. Mm. Remember, he finished off as a closer mm-hmm. and was you know, pretty much a Hall of Fame closer also. I'd take him. Let's get Maddox for a couple innings. Let's get Smoltz somewhere near the end. And A.J. Minter. A.J. Minter. Mm-hmm. Henry's a big A.J. Minter fan. I love that guy. He, he plays down here a bit. Yep. Golf player. He's been here since the trailer days, yeah? Since the trailer days. Trailer days. It was only you're, a year ago. You're but. a long way from the trailer days now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. This is a very nice facility. Yes. Uh, remind me the name. We are in a special golf shop here. Ed Hoard oh, Pro yeah. Shop. Absolutely. The Ed Hoard <coughs> Pro Shop. Which here. actually took me back to my Athens days. Mm-hmm. Ed Hoard, longtime pro at Athens Country Club. Mm-hmm. Was fortunate enough to get a few invites to go play that when I was at school at Georgia. But you know Brian Conley and I know each other for like 28, 29 years. Uh, played a lot of golf together at the UGA golf course. A lot of uh, early, early morning tea times on Saturday, Sunday with bunch of crooks and gamblers. Yeah, yep, I Take, remember those taking days. Taking our tuition money. Those yep. are the best kind. Yeah. In those days, the press was not a normal press on the bet. The press no. was double the bet. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. He'd, start out playing, money. he'd start out playing $2 hole, $2 birdies, and if someone said press, it was $4 a hole, $4 birdies. We uh, got to like 32 and 32 by the end. You also probably remember the one-handed putting contest on the putting green. He actually broke a ping pow too, during one of those contests. <laughs> I've heard that story. It got, it got repaired. It did get repaired. One of the pros went out and got it and brought it back in, put a new shaft in it for me. But when you're losing what was the equivalent to a million dollars when you're in college, <laughs> you tend to lose your temper on the practice putting green. It wasn't that it was book money. It was, it was beer money. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Books are, there's oh. plenty of books. Yeah. Do you remember this term? I'm going to throw the basket at you. Oh, my God. That was the double everything. On the, so you were down 120 bucks on 18. Yeah. You'd throw the basket, and you were playing double or nothing on 18. That's a lot of book money. It was a, a lot of book and beer money. Oh, you're just open for the tie at that point. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's like betting on the late game on Saturday, yeah, you know, trying to, find, trying to find the line on Hawaii. That's the worst. <laughs> you, 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 Vegas rookies, and even, I mean, I never go there enough, so Vegas rookies have all made this mistake. You show up, you don't realize it's in a different time zone. So you get there, you walk into the sports book around 6 o'clock, and you're like, all right, let me see what we got, full slate of games. And you're like, it's 9 o'clock. All you got is that uh, that you know that Ducks Kings hockey game. Somebody's giving somebody a half a goal, but you're going to bet on it anyway. <laughs> How do you bet on a hockey game where somebody's given a half goal? 
I don't know. But speaking of Ed Hort, I didn't know Take that he points. had a history here at Bobby Jones. He did, yeah. He grew up here um, as a junior golfer, loved the place. There's actually uh, – Brian Alberson will attest to it that for pretty much until the golf course was renovated, we're um, saying that Ed was the uh, 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 course record holder. I believe it was either 62 or 63. Um, so, as far as I know, that Brian Elberson says it, then it's – that's the truth. It's golf lore. So, it. yeah, he uh, grew up here, played as a junior before he unfortunately went down to Florida to play a little college golf, but we yeah. didn't hold that against him. Um, he came back to the God's country for a career. So, um, mm. yeah, he definitely long, long time roots down here. So it was, it was great. I mean, obviously with the George section, you know, the living legend um, till the day he passed away that, you know, it, it, he was one of the names that needed to go on this building. And when the George section committed to the, um, the project down here with the Bobby Jones Golf Course. There was no better namesake to name this golf after than. than well, good for you for honoring him, and I had a fortune to meet him. I think five or six times, and was the consummate gentleman Absolutely. every time I met him. Um, and obviously, Brian Alberson worked for him for a long time. Is he mm-hmm. still up at Cusa? He is. Yeah, the president of the section was. Yeah, he was the president mm-hmm. of the section. That's a fun golf course, Cusa. Have yeah. you played that? As a matter of fact, I have. Oh, I love that golf course. We are here at Bobby Jones for the Georgia putting championship we're going to hear all about that when we come back if you haven't heard of it they haven't done it they're doing it right now for the first time ever out there on the whose putting green is that that is the dan yates excuse me the dan yates putting course dan's supposed to be here today actually he's he'll be here to watch the individual division this afternoon that would be excellent i want henry to meet danny yates fantastic brian conley with us we are live from bobby jones braves and astros to close it out tonight right here on the fan 680 and 93.7 fr and now it's time for who's driving brought to you by ray judice if you're facing dui charges you need a dui lawyer who will step up to the t for you call ray cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment well, here's who's driving right now. PGA Tour playing in Bermuda, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. They're all driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Not sure why, but they are. I mean, they're way closer to here. I understand. It's British uh, British territory. So be careful when you go to the Bahamas. They're still driving on the wrong side of the road. Go to Bermuda. They're still driving. We would like to say that you are dri- the ones driving on the wrong side of the road. You colonists. Whatever. But they're playing early. There's a big storm coming in in Bermuda. I don't know about you, Ollie, but I don't feel like I'd want to be in Bermuda when they say there's a big storm coming in. No, no. I'd rather be somewhere else. It was like when I lived in Daytona Beach and they said a hurricane was coming. You leave. Well, I mean, you were were a newbie. (laughs) The natives (laughs) think that's adorable. That's who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. I wonder if Ray's going to be at game five later today. Braves, Astros. At Truist Park, right there at the Battery. You're going to hear it right here on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Brian Connolly is with us here. Ollie Dean, I'm Brian Katrick. We're at Bobby Jones. We're in the Ed Horde Golf Shop. And joining us right now, the executive director of the Georgia PGA, it's Scott Geary. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing great. Good morning. Uh, we are here at the Georgia Putting Championship, and there's a whole lot of folks that are hearing about that for the first time, and that's okay because this is the first one. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we've got 94 players signed up, three divisions. Uh, great chance to experience the Yates putting course here at Bobby Jones. And luckily got a beautiful day, and the Braves won. 
Yes. Now, you are not a fan, a native fan of the Braves, but how can you not get caught up in uh, in chop mania? Oh, it's hard not to. Um, I will admit I'm a Brewers fan, born yeah. and raised in Wisconsin. That's, that's so. how you don't get caught up in it, is it? You were one of the teams that got eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. pretty easy at this yeah. point for him. <laughs> kind of takes care of itself. All so. right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, let's talk about the origin of this, uh, of the Georgia Putting Championship. First of all, Brian Connolly's got a lot of pride in this facility, as well he should. He's the great peacemaker. He brought the section and the State Golf Association together. They weren't going to do it. Uh, Marty Elgerson had the idea. He said, maybe we should do it. Brian Connolly said, yes. Let's do it. And you guys are here. You're sharing a roof. And now for the first time ever, you're sharing a championship. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I got to give it to, to Marty and Brian. Uh, got us all together in one room and said, hey, let's, let's make this putting championship happen. We've got the venue for it. Let's bring people in from the amateur side, from the professional side. And so we met three, four times in a room just trying to figure out what does that look like because I don't know many people out there who have run a putting championship before. So a lot of ideas came out of it, but we're happy with what we got so far and look forward to to doing it every year. Now, you talked about the perfect venue for it. It is the perfect venue. Um, I've been fortunate to play um, at Bandon Dunes. Brian and I talked before the radio show and and the Punch Bowl, very famous, you know, putting green out there. But You've got every bit of the punch bowl out here. Talk to us a little bit about you know the course and the venue that everybody will be putting on today. Yeah, so um, as is the case in most of the ideas that come up out here, Marty um, just kind of gets a, a, an idea from an experience he had like at, at Bandon Dunes or anywhere else. And, and um, there were so many people that wanted to get involved somehow that uh, Jerry Pate, uh, as well as the Yates family all wanted to do something like that and there was hey there happened to be a little bit of space over here where there was nothing before and well after the actual facilities overall um, drawings are done they decided well let's put one of these in um, so the putting course came out and, and um, modeled after the at that time the Himalayas or still um, but on a much smaller scale um, the Himalayas putting course is over at the old course at St. Andrews. Yep. yep. Where they um, drive on the wrong side of the road. Yes. <laughs> correct. Uh, Jerry's out here literally running the dozer himself, running the uh, all the equipment. He's shaping the green by hand practically. A U.S. No drawings or any, yeah. Jerry Payne. Cool. No drawings, no architecture, which is, you know, there's also <laughs> a little bit of a challenge when he's doing it that way. Um, Bobby Cup was involved. Uh, pretty much everybody. So, the golf course, the putting course came to fruition. Um, we kind of mimicked it the same way we do with the big course where there's an azalea routing and a magnolia routing. So we change the course every day. There's never two routings uh, back-to-back the same. And relatively speaking, there's really never two routings completely the same because we always change the cups um, every other day and then the tees every other day. But uh, it was just a perfect venue. Marty's mandate, so to speak, when everybody got in the golf house, is like, you guys need to play together and, and host something that – it was never mandated or directed it was being a putting course, but the challenge was like we've got a a, a body of uh, association who uh, has amateur golf and an association that's got professional golf. What can they both do where they're not, you know, one doesn't have a decided advantage? Well, anyone and everyone can putt. And when you had a venue like that for putting, it was just a, it was a no-brainer when we got in the room to say, if we're going to have a dual championship where we're both involved, this is the ideal thing to do. So um, it will grow. Or it will hopefully get into sponsors, you know, with sponsorship help, it'll go to where this is a regionally, uh, uh, regional competition, which will funnel back into the championship here again next year. But we've got um, members of both the GSGA and the PGA will be able to host one of the qualifiers next year for this throughout the year. We get a little bit earlier start yep. um, than we did this year. And, uh, yeah, we're just 
building the model right now and, and branch it out from there. Now, you mentioned that not many putting contests out there. Um, I remember Dave Powell's back in the mm-hmm. day had a, a putting contest that started at a regional level and ended up growing to a national level. So you've yeah. got plans to grow this, involve a lot more venues around the state to qualify to, to come here for the championship. Yeah, we had when we originally talked about it, there were actually four facilities yep. who had committed to doing this. Um, we were ready to go into each one of those and do that. It was just the, the sponsorship was the kind of the last component that came a little bit too late so they're all locked and ready to go when we roll this out next year and they're all over the state of georgia from the coast to the mountains and and in between including here will be a chance to have a a regional qualifier so you got some great sponsors too scott scott just took uh henry and i through the gifting Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, experience here scott man did you get enough uh, just about <laughs> what uh, you tell everybody who all is involved. Yeah, yeah so we've got Lab Golf who has sponsored the section at a number, uh, a number of times before, and you talk putting championship and Lab Golf putters, it, it was a no-brainer. Uh, so they got out here yesterday for the practice round, and they're here on our practice putting green now. We also have Lincoln, who who supports a number of section events as well, and. They're doing some great stuff. You can come and, and fill out a brief survey, and then they're they're giving away $250 a golf shop for, for a drawing in each division. So very lucky to have them. Very, very fortunate they came on. And then Bobby Jones Apparel, they went all out and, and provided shirts, uh, pullovers, everything you can – everything you can name ralph stokes and the pj tour superstores giving some gift cards and then um you know we is is the sort of big gift for everybody we custom designed a putter head cover for everyone yes yeah you guys did that Uh, and i love that that head cover uh by the way you had that idea from the get-go correct it's a putter head cover it's perfect i'm going to show ollie hell i hadn't seen it i have not each year we'll do one of those, so you'll you know if you play in this each year, if you qualify for it each year, then uh, you'll have a commemorative head cover each year to to show it. And we yeah, hope it has that this logo it, and the so. year, everything yeah. it becomes a little bit of a noticeable brand. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I fell into that that hole of collecting some yeah. Scotty Cameron head covers. Exactly. Uh, Bridgestone, That's a hole it's hard too. to get out of. <laughs> yeah, Bridgestone. Our friends at Bridgestone provided everybody a sleeve of Logo Golf Balls as well. That's as a right. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, cool. Love the local brands yep. getting involved. Yeah, this is a great head cover. Uh, by the way, head cover is white. The graphics on it, navy blue and red. You can call those any colors you want. These are Braves colors right here. That's right. That's what this is. Sorry, Scott. We, we timed it really well. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's a good omen for tonight's game. That's yes. Right. Game five tonight right here. On Atlanta's exclusive home. First pitch, 8.15, I think. I believe that's right. I thought it was 8.0-something. Oh. Brian Connolly, anything? Derek Thomas? 8.09. 8.09. That's been a very popular yep. number. Uh, but you look, the pregame show, you got to tune in way before that. Oh, Chris yeah. is going to get it all cranked up right here on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Scott Geary is with us. Brian Connolly is with us. Scott Geary from the Georgia section of the PGA is the executive director. Your office is right through there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy commute for this. Uh, first time I've seen the uh, the Bobby Jones room in yeah. effect. That's where the gifting experience is taking place. What a cool spot that is. That's incredible. First really living space for the George Golf Hall of Fame. And, and then certainly the Bob Jones room, USGA, came in. When did they come in this summer? That opened officially. They finished it in July, and we opened it towards the end of July. So curated that Bobby Jones job. room. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Definitely worth the stop in to see and the videos and the memorabilia that's in there for him. Handwritten letters from Bobby Jones. It's, it's pretty cool. Handwritten putting instructions, mm-hmm. too. So Handwritten putting maybe instructions. Maybe check those yeah. over Is before you Is that cheating if you 
for no, I, I don't before think, your tea time I don't think he had this course in mind when he was <laughs> writing those. Uh, yes. So this uh, Georgia Putting Championship, we've got a mixed team division. Correct. Tell us every every other way you could participate, and is there a chance we grow for next year? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a mixed team division, which is male and female. We've got a team division. It could be male-female. It could be grandfather, grandson. It could be any any which way you want to slice it, and then an open division, so individual competition. So, again, going back to what Brian said, the idea was to have you could have a 12-year-old putting to, against a, a touring pro if you wanted to uh, to see who the, the putting champion was. So right now we, we scheduled it for 120 players. We got 94, which we were happy with year one. Open uh, division's full. Yeah. The goal is to expand each division here for the actual championship and then have five to six regional qualifiers. Love that. And, and regional qualifiers can be had anywhere. Correct. You don't have to have a putting course. All you need is a putting green. That's yep. right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Got to love that. All right. So day to day, here's what we got to know. Uh, you guys are here at Bobby Jones all the time. Uh, I already know a little bit of what Brian Connolly is doing when it's, you know, it's one of the slower moments. Let's have some recreation here. Let's get out there for a quick nine holes or a quick three holes. Uh, we got any bad blood brewing between your guys and the guys in the shop or your guys and the, and the guys upstairs? What, what's the, what are the matches like here around Bobby Jones when no one's around? Well, we know who makes the better brisket now. Okay, <laughs> who makes right. the better brisket? You, you we gotta... figured that out on Friday. All right, Brian Conley with a little brisket pride. That's right. That's okay. right. He can have the brisket pride. He's yet to beat me on the golf course. Is so that right? Yeah, Ooh. we're waiting for that one. He's better at picking partners. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but a great way to settle those bets is we've got the cups, uh, cup links, the short hole course on the yes. left side of the range. So any ties, we take it to there. Yes, uh, cup links. Henry just turned 19 yesterday. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But. Within the last couple of years, he was under 18, and uh, he and his friend Adam would come over here. We're, they're st- still still under 18, playing that for free? Still thing, yeah. Wow. And it's that's great. Yeah, it's a great wedge course. Uh, the kids over there. The academy takes quite a bit of that time during the day and the week using that for all the programming that goes on. And when the, But when that's open, it's, it's covered up from six-year-olds out there with the parents carrying the bags to a couple of wagering groups of adults out there as well, too. So. They, they had, Henry and Adam had a very small sweet spot where they had driver's licenses, and yet were still under 18. So they, here, there was yep. a place they could get to That's by right. themselves, and they could play for nothing. Yep. And they would just take lap after lap over and there. And same for the uh, Danny H. putting course, under 18, you putt for free. I don't know that they did that, which is going to come and uh, it's going to haunt us a little bit <laughs> because Henry and I are in the team competition. That's right. Uh, Henry's in, the, we're both in the uh, in the open division as well. And I saw I was I was going to joke, but I was going to put the trophy in the bag, um, right? But you don't touch the trophy. No, no I, I said we'd hang on to it for you if uh, yes, you need to get it after. That's yeah. very good. Uh, well, Scott Geary, feel free to hang around. We're going to take a break. We'll get to uh, the golf news that there is. We are at the we're at the Bobby Jones Golf Course, Dan Yates Putting Course, inside the Ed Hoard Golf Shop, Georgia Putting Championship going on, and we are on the home of the Braves. The exclusive home of the 3-1 World Series leading Atlanta Braves. It's the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the golf show. Now back to Brian Katrick and Ollie Dean on Atlanta's golf station, the fan. Uh, We are live at Bobby Jones Golf Course, the first ever and first annual Georgia 
PGA Georgia Putting Championship. Inaugural, if you will. The inaugural, yes. Uh, yes, Matt Vanderpool, the executive director of the Georgia State Golf Association, has put a headset on. Scott Geary from the Georgia PGA is with us. Uh, Brian Connolly is off doing something. You guys all can't be on at the same time. No. Uh, Matt, welcome. Good morning. Thanks, BK. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Ollie, good seeing you. Good seeing you. Congratulations on the partnership. We talked a little bit about you guys working with these guys. You share an office space, sort of. You're upstairs, they're downstairs. But uh, really cool. Put, Put the partnership in your own words. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just a testament to a lot of efforts that have been undertaken for the last few years to get to this point. You know, uh, Murray Golf House being built, Bobby Jones Golf Course being renovated. We're, we're starting to see the culmination of a lot of people's efforts over a long period of time. And it, it's just a it, it's a putting championship, but I think it means so much more than just awarding some trophies today that this is, you know, the beginning of the continuation of a lot of collaboration between you know, Georgia PGA, the GSGA, Bobby Jones Golf Course, to be able to try some unique things out like this that are just good for the game, helps grow the game. So I think, you know, again, while this is a great day, uh, this is just the first day of many more activities like this that you're going to see across the state. How about the Braves? Go Braves. Okay. we got one more game. Sorry. One more. more. One more. <laughs> so it's no offense, Scott, really. No, no, We're no, just no, fired no, up. No, yeah. <laughs> Derek, have we got a confirmation on first pitch tonight? When is the first pitch? That'll be 8-15, Ollie. It is 8-15. Okay. Ollie Dean, had, we thought it was 8-09. Yeah, the games were starting too early, they felt like, so. Yeah, yeah at 8-09. <laughs> uh, we, we noticed they were kind of treading water on Friday night, literally, because it was, the mist was a little heavy, and 8-09 kind of came and went. They didn't throw that first pitch. But what a ceremony, by the way, it was. Hank Aaron Jr. threw out the first pitch on, to uh, Freddy, right? on Friday to Freddie yeah, Freeman, Freddy. who came out and framed it, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that guy last night probably would have called it a strike, but uh, <laughs> Freddie wasn't taking any chances. He, he framed that sucker. Uh, that was awesome. Well, the emotion you saw on Hank Aaron's wife, um, that was – you're not human if that didn't touch your soul a little bit. A really great reaction from the crowd as well because the PA announcer going through all the introductions, and she gets a nice applause. Uh, and then the, the stadium – this is very inside, but this is what happened. The stadium cameras, uh, the in-stadium feed that's on the big screen, they cut to her – but then they made a bad cut. They accidentally cut to Freddie. So she was only on camera for about two seconds. Then they came back to her and the stadium. They left her on. And then you, you got the standing ovation, and it was fantastic. And she started crying. And then they gave the ball to her son for the first pitch, and it was fantastic. But Yeah, great atmosphere. Yeah, it was actually better with that little mistake because you're like, oh, we're not going to clap for her. I kind of wanted to clap for her. And then all of a sudden they put her back on. Like, oh, okay, I get to clap. So, And Zach Brown? National anthem did a great job. Yep. Yeah, what a what a day! Many a day at Dixie Tavern, right out of college, I would go see him play at Dixie Tavern. How about that? All right, so uh, so Matt Vanderpool, Scott Geary, Scott was just referencing this actual course here, the Dan Yates putting course, and that that this is tough out there, and that there's a rule sheet. And you wouldn't think we need a rule sheet for a putting course, but d- tell us what we're doing here in the, in this Georgia Putting Championship. Yeah, so we have uh, there's. Two, two different nines. So, you know, consistent with Bobby Jones Golf Course where there's a Magnolia and Azalea routing, all the players today in the putting championship are going to play a Magnolia and Azalea routing. There's only nine, nine holes. holes out there. Correct. At a time. At a time. Yep. So you play nine, then the staff here rearranges the entire golf course, and you put it in the opposite direction for nine more holes. Whoever has the lowest score after 18 is going to be determined the winner. 
you know, look, it's a putter and a ball. Anybody can win. It's not a driving contest. It's not who can hit as many greens uh, as it's anybody else. It's just who can get the ball in the hole and fewest number of strokes. So. Now, if there is a playoff, is that sudden death? Are we going aggregate? How's this work? Yeah, so we had a lot of <laughs> conversation on this. Okay. Yeah. So there, there is a very extensive playoff format. So if there is a playoff, <laughs> we're going to do a three-hole aggregate to start. Yes. Then if they're still tied, a two-hole aggregate. Oh. Then, oh. If, then if they're still tied, we're going to go closest to the hole. And, and keep proceeding. So if, if for some reason they both make it on the you first time. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, you can't have a tie in closest to the hole. Well, they can both make can it. both make yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So what if we just went up to the top floor of the parking deck <laughs> and just said we're putting to this hole? Have at it. I mean, we, now, we, that, that's, uh, that we, didn't cons- we did not consider yeah. that. All BK. those years of office so. putting would then come <laughs> into play. Right. Do you try right. the elevator? You know, do you go toe down to the putter and try to just chip it off the parking deck right. and hopefully get a bounce? Yeah, you never know. A lot of options. There is. Absolutely. There is. All right, I've got yeah, We'll consider that for next year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right now, Stephen Matter, very thankful you were not in the room discussing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sidetrack uh, things. Yes. Uh, uh, Scott told us about the system of qualifiers set up in place. This this really could be a thing. I mean, I would be just as excited about the qualifier. I got my son in this. I'd get my daughter in this. The qualifiers would be just as much fun as, as the event proper. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've got qualifiers for a lot of our championships. So, uh, you know, it certainly add a different element to it to where and, and bring in people from all over the state. I mean, that's the goal is for this to grow to where there's, you know, hundreds or not, not thousands of people that are trying to qualify for this all across the state from, you know, the Golden Isles up to Dalton. And uh, so hopefully, you know, this will continue to grow in popularity and, you know, we'll get there eventually. Well, not only get different people involved from different areas of the state, but also different golf courses as well. 100%. You know, and yeah. added benefit to, to the membership or the regular play if it's a public course to come out and participate in this and, and head to a great facility. I, I was blown away. I've not been here and shame on me since the construction was done and the, the Danny Yates putting course was done. But what a show place for golf in Atlanta. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, it's the home for golf. Yeah, and not, so, not only in Atlanta, but in Georgia now with both of our organizations. And I'm so impressed. Office here. I have to think there was thought in this. Um, growing up and playing golf in Atlanta, Bobby Jones is one of the first courses that I ever played. It means the world to me. Um, and to see honoring Ed Horde from the PGA professional side, Bobby Jones from the amateur side, that Jerry Pate was involved, it just seems very thoughtful to bring all of Georgia golf here. Without question, we've got the first permanent home of the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame in this building now, too. So. Again, it, it's not only the home of golf for Atlanta, but it's the home of golf for the whole state of Georgia now with everything that we've got going on here. Well, congratulations. Amazing venue. Well, a huge thank you. I know we're going to talk about your events next week, first Sunday of the month. Have we crowned a Georgia PGA champion yet? we have any events left? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Our, our uh, player of the year. Um, who was it? Who who ended up winning? I just heard who it was. Who's Brian Connolly. How to be Brian Connolly? Brian Connolly, no, because oh, I, I, I just said it. I said he's going to get to play in uh, SM. I just heard who it was. I apologize for not knowing. It's my fault. No, it's my fault. I should know that. Okay. Matt, what about you guys? We're done? We got more no, events? No, we've we got a few more events. We've got our uh, senior four ball, super senior four ball coming up in a couple weeks. We've got our tournament of champions. Uh, are you playing in that this year? Did you, did no, you I didn't win. You didn't win the club I, championship no, this year? No, it, I didn't actually even get to play. I was in Las Vegas with the kids. Mm. Uh, Henry won his world championship. Uh, Brian Conley has our answer. It's uh, J.P. Griffin. It is J.P. J.P. Yep. Griffin is yep. get, as the section player of the year. He yes, gets to play is. in the RSM. That's right. Yep. 
I mean, imagine the uh, imagine the free stuff you would get at the R. If, if I was a section player of the year, I would need a truck. And Brian also pointed it out. Our our section championship winner is competing in both the team and individual competition. Really, Jabir Bilal against yes. you, against JP us. is yeah. out there. All right, I'm going to need a little galuli out of you, Ollie. <laughs> I might have something for him. All right. <laughs> you know what? He can't compete without a ball. Mm. That's all we got to do. I don't think we have to hurt him, but if he doesn't have a ball, what's he going to do? You know, just one little slice of that Achilles tendon. <laughs> Hang back on his right side. He'll never get through. Block everything. He'll quit the game. <laughs> this is perfect. You guys should do more events together. Absolutely. Now we're talking about it. So I think, like I said, this is only the beginning. We have the state amateur. We have the Georgia Open. Uh, Georgia Open does include amateurs. Yes. Atlanta uh, Open as well. The Atlanta yeah. Open. I've, I've participated in yes, both of did. those. Yep. yep. Um, we, we, we've had some conversations about a junior competition. Yeah. Uh, possibly next year. So, yeah. I mean, a lot more to come. There should sure. be a grand championship, though. I mean, there should be just the greatest of all time. I don't know what it should be. There's a great idea. And it should be like the week before Christmas, somewhere cold, full-on superintendent's revenge. What do you think? No? You might have gone too far there. Well, look, I'm not going to yeah, get in yeah, this yeah. thing. What do I care? You, you, went, from, you went from great idea. sounded good there for a minute. But you went, yeah, you went from great idea to, yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll forward you those calls. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for your input. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. GeorgiaPGA.com. GSGA.org. Uh, you can follow all the scoring. Georgia Putting Championship. It has its own website. Correct. Yep. I forgot what it is. GAPuttingChamp.com. There you go. Yep. Probably probably says that on the head cover. Thank you so much. Thanks to Brian Connolly. Thanks for Marty Elgison for coming through here and waving the magic wand. Uh, you want to come watch it. It's on the Dan Yates Putting Course later today. Falcons, Steve West, Nick Cellini coming up with the football show. Braves and Astros. 8-15. 8-15 exclusively right here on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.